This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. Well, what did you think of the primary results? Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump win big in New York State. That's right. And uh, Hillary Clinton had a decisive victory. I think that uh, it was something that I certainly expected, but, uh, you know, the pundits were looking to see how well she did, and uh, it was, uh, you know, I think a, a resounding victory. There's always a but, but, but. I mean, I as we record this, it appears that uh, Bernie Sanders may have won Albany County, and he won a lot of uh, upstate counties. Apparently, uh, Clinton uh, did take some um, counties in, you know, in the cities, other cities of upstate New York, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. Were you surprised by Sanders' strength around here? Well, I think, you know, to call it strength is um, maybe putting it a little too too uh, much in, in, in his favor. But, you know, it, it really comes down to congressional districts. And, and uh, Hillary won the overwhelming majority of congressional districts. Uh, she won the overwhelming majority of, of delegates. And so, you know, it's time for us to unite, I think, as Democrats and to move forward. You know, Bernie Sanders has a lot of enthusiasm. He has passion. Uh, he has ideas that are shared by Democrats across upstate New York. But we need to unify as a party because we have to focus on the other victory that happened, which is that Donald Trump won the primary. And uh, Hillary Clinton is the only candidate who can beat Donald Trump. So as Democrats uh, who do not relish the prospect of Donald Trump in the White House, it's time for us to unite, to work together, and to make sure that we win the White House come November. And Trump's uh, victory in New York State was was very sound. I mean, well over uh, 50%. Apparently, he did lose his home district down in uh, uh, in Manhattan, but, but not even to Ted Cruz. He lost it to uh, Mr. Kasich. Which is not surprising. I mean, Ted Cruz really does not appeal to a lot of voters, the New York voters. Um, but, you know, I think that in looking at what Donald Trump is saying, uh, I have yet to be uh, inspired by anything that he has said. I have yet to hear him articulate a policy. Uh, you know, yes, people are angry and frustrated, but this is the greatest country on Earth. We have the ability to do what needs to be done to move our communities forward. And just being angry at Establishment Washington isn't going to solve anything. And I have yet to hear somebody articulate exactly what it is that they're angry about. You know, I heard Carl Palladino talk about being angry that the Establishment Washington somehow elected uh, uh, Barack Obama. The people of the United States elected Barack Obama. So I'm not sure what people are so angry about when they talk about this anti-establishment, anti-government sentiment. Uh, Articulate what it is that you want government to do and then focus on electing people who can accomplish that. But just being angry and having a temper tantrum, I think, is really can ultimately be a very dangerous thing. Um, And it sows the seeds of divisiveness. We need a candidate who's going to unify us. And I think that Hillary Clinton is going to do that. And I think that uh, Bernie Sanders recognizes as a Democrat, as a progressive who loves this country, that it's time to unite around that Democratic candidate as well. Well, we shall see. We still have a long way to go to the final election. Let's go to constituent questions before the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan, a man named David, writes, I was hoping to get some information regarding the work that's currently being done near the tidal pools 
at the Corning Preserve. Is this part of the redevelopment of the waterfront through the city's 2030 plan, or is it something else? Well, this is actually part of a great project that we were able to salvage. When I came into office, I learned that the city had $5 million in a grant from the U.S. Uh, DOT that we could use to do work around the Corning Preserve. And we were really at risk of, of losing that grant because the city hadn't taken any action um, to uh, to get that money to work. Um, we had uh, done a study of the Corning Preserve um, and had a project on hand that would uh, really help to improve not only uh, the uh, overall access to the pr- to the preserve, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about improving the access to the riverfront, but also we are putting in a new bike trail that will um, better connect us with the Mohawk Hudson Rail Trail. Um, the work is supposed to be completed this year, but it is also going to, um, in addition to that multi-use path for cyclists and walkers, we're going to um, uh, allow for two-way bike traffic, we're also looking at slowing down traffic, so there's going to be additional parking on Quay Street alongside the park to make it easier to access the riverfront. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is going to be a, um, a really wonderful um, improvements. We're also making it easier for bikes to get over the walkway to the Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple solution, but we're adding a rack. So when you get there, instead of having to carry your bike up the stairs or take the elevator, you'll be able to just put your bike on this rack and wheel it right up to um, the, mm. uh, the the walkway and, yeah. and go over. So a lot of great improvements, and we expect them to be completed this year. And the next question uh, comes uh, from a man, not exactly maybe a constituent. I believe he's from the Buffalo area. Uh, his name is Hugh Pratt. But he sends in this question. He'd look, like to put on a play to make it, uh, give a headline to it. He writes, I'm writing to see if you may be interested in working with us, having our historical outdoor drama called Clinton's Ditch, the story of the building of the Erie Canal performed in your community. July 4th. 2017 will be the 200th anniversary of the start of the digging of the Erie Canal. The state of New York is now working to make this event a special time for towns and cities and villages along the canal. I imagine that funding for special events will be available for those like you who are interested in preserving New York history. We'll work with you on this, providing articles and suggestions for television and radio shows in your area. We'd like this uh, drama to be performed outdoors, but you have to worry about those rain days. I guess they're looking for funding, or maybe they're looking for a place to uh, put this show on in in Albany. Is is there any money available for this? Well, you know, we have a program uh, through Capitalize Albany Corporation that we uh, just uh, launched a couple of weeks ago called Amplify Albany, and it's a, a grant program that is really looking for exciting events that would leverage Albany's uh, neighborhoods, our assets, uh, and our history. So uh, he can contact Capitalize, he can get an application at CapitalizeAlbany.com um, and uh, potentially get support. And he can also uh, contact uh, the city uh, um, through our special events department. Um, we may not be able to provide 
financial support for it, but we can provide logistical support, for example, in helping to identify a location where he could hold this and maybe put him in contact with some uh, folks that may be willing to sponsor it. So uh, I would start with that uh, Amplify Albany program at CapitalizeAlbany.com, and then um, you know we will also follow through with him and put him in touch with our special events office. Well, it might be a stretch to have a you know an outdoor drama or a drama about the Erie Canal, but I, I mean you know I think there's potential there. And the only thing I'd mention is out in the Mohawk Valley, uh, in the western Mohawk Valley, actually. Uh, most years recently, they've been uh, putting on an outdoor drama based on drums along the Mohawk, both the novel and the movie. They they have it up in Mohawk, which is a little village uh, south of Herkimer, drums along the Mohawk. So it, this kind of thing can be done. Look, these types of events, um, really, they bring people out. They create a sense of pride in your region and your community, and they're great. That's why Capitalize Albany is doing this Amplify Albany project, because we do want people's best ideas, and we want to really highlight and celebrate and 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 provide unique opportunities. You know, it's the type of thing that you can't find anywhere else because it didn't happen anywhere else. <laughs> That's true. Exactly right. There was more news this week about the Albany Convention Center. The state is sending the downtown convention center an additional $12 million beyond the $63 million in state money that was supposed to cover most of the construction costs. Uh, what's your reaction to this? It's a big amount of money, but the city is not paying it. Well, listen, this is uh, great news for the convention center. This is space that is going to be used by people coming to lobby the state, by people coming here to interact with state government. Uh, this is a building that is going to be connected to the Empire State Plaza and the convention space that exists in that plaza. And so this is really uh, an investment in a convention center that is going to spur economic growth here in the region, and that's going to provide the type of high-quality space that the capital city really needs to have. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the um, the governor, when he addresses the, the state in the state of the state, does it in the current convention space. Um, I don't know what he's thinking about when the convention center opens, but it will certainly provide an additional option and an opportunity for beautiful space within which to deliver that message. So it really expands opportunities for the state um, in this, what the state does in leasing out its space for convenings, for conventions, this allows us to attract much bigger meetings. And so I think it's a great investment. I also reading uh, the news this past week, I uh, noticed three stories really that have to do with uh, new buildings being put up by private developers or, or proposed. Uh, there's a 20 unit apartment complex proposed for Dana Avenue near Albany Medical Center, where a lot of other developments been taking place. Also a proposal to convert the building topped by the statue of Nipper the dog on Broadway in the warehouse uh, district into apartments and a proposal to uh, put up 170 market rate apartments next to the Fuller Road campus at SUNY Polytechnic Institute. Uh, these proposals, I imagine you th would say, are good for Albany, or what do you think? This is really an indication of the the growth that we're seeing in this region. And, 
you know, where Albany, the city of Albany can really benefit from the job growth that we're seeing, from the economic growth that we're seeing, is that we're a great city to live in. We have wonderful neighborhoods and we have walkable neighborhoods. So we are attracting residential development. And these are developments that will uh, be good for the city. The uh, Park South uh, Dana Ave development is happening under the auspices of a plan. And so that's going to be discussed more by the Common Council. But that's really coming from the neighborhood um, and neighborhood driven. It took a crime ridden neighborhood and is now a mixed income, mixed use neighborhood that continues to grow. The Warehouse District, my administration was very uh, aggressive in creating an overlay zone as we rezone the city. That's a time-consuming process, but we knew that there was interest in growth um, and investment in the warehouse district, so we created and adopted an overlay zone, and now we're seeing investment there. Um, and we have this property up on off of Fuller Road that we were concerned was actually going to be turned over to the state and taken off the tax rolls, and now we're seeing a development proposed mm-hmm. for that site that will create much uh, greater tax dollars than uh, the current resident residential um, housing that is there um, that has been shuttered. And this reminder, if you have a question for Mayor Sheehan, you can send it to us via email, ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov, ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. With us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. I'd like to take my the first uh, Albany shout-out. This ends up being, it's a little, little, like a lot of my stories. It takes a while, but it's... Uh, <laughs> They're always it, worth it. That's right. It ends up being an accolade for an Albany high school teacher. Uh, the other night, uh, lovely Miss Audrey and I went down to Wellington's at the new Renaissance Hotel. It's a great place. I mean, it's wonderful dining. And they also have a lounge where they have jazz music. And one of our favorite groups are Peg and Bill Delaney. Peg plays piano, builds on the bass. They had vocalist Paulina. But to the point of Albany, uh, they have Earl Davis in the group. He plays the drums, and also he's a singer. He sounds a lot like Tony Bennett. But he's also, that's well, that's what he does you know, many evenings. That's what Earl does. But by day, he's a much-respected history teacher at Albany High School. And, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I know a lot of teachers, and I often talk to them as they get close to that magic 55 years old, and they say, oh, I'm going to get out. He loves it. He loves teaching. There is amazing teaching that goes on at the high school. I know it personally um, because I have a son who benefited from it. And I think that uh, the enthusiasm um, of our teachers, and, you know, you tell that story, and it's also one of those things, I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, I don't know that I imagined my teachers having a life outside of the high right, school. So right. I think it's good for our students yeah. to yeah, know that. Yeah, I think that. he keeps it kind of low-key, or, or he did, until we you know. Right. But, you know, that's great. You know, the hidden talents of a history teacher. I think it's a wonderful story. Very good. Um, on a more serious uh, topic, uh, crime victims, the flags <clears throat> were placed last week at the Albany County Crime Victims Memorial in Academy Park to remember county residents whose lives have been lost or affected by crime. Why are such uh, ceremonies important? You know, it's it's easy when we look back at, at rights movements. You know, we all 
can visualize the civil rights movement, the movement for equality and women's rights. But there has very quietly but very intentionally been a victim's rights movement. You know, it wasn't that long ago that victims weren't even part of the consideration in the equation of the criminal justice system. There wasn't a place for them. Uh, they were called as witnesses if they were still living, if they were the victim of a crime. But there really was not a lot of thought put into uh, how we can help those victims. And that's really been transformed over the last couple of decades. And I think that Albany County can really celebrate uh, the work that it has done to create um, an environment and to create an, uh, supports for crime victims um, and to recognize that, you know, the support that they need goes beyond just the date that, um, you know, a jury comes back and says guilty, um, mm-hmm. that we um, have an obligation uh, to make sure that when we can provide services and aid to victims that we're doing that. And I think Albany County does an outstanding job. And I give a shout out to the, the county executive and, uh, you know, the district attorney and the sheriffs uh, for the work that they do. Okay. Uh, another uh, sh- shout out, a SUNY Polytechnic Institute. They had a fundraiser that raised $100,000 for the Rap Road, <clears throat> excuse me, historic district in the Pine Bush. The housing development, and you've talked about this before, uh, was started by the Reverend Lewis Parson, an African-American minister and his wife, back in the 1920s. That's right. And it is, um, you know, again, an example of uh, one of our great not-for-profits, uh, SUNY Poly, uh, embracing the surrounding community. You know, they are neighbors to Rap Road, and they are also good uh uh, civic citizens um, in the city of Albany. They saw a need, and it was something that was of interest to them. And Rap Road really tells the story of the Great Migration. Um, you know, from 1910 to 1970, you have literally um, millions of, of um, people who are living here now who were the result of people, the hundreds of thousands of people, leaving the Jim Crow South, coming north for um jobs, opportunities, and freedom. And we tell a really great chapter in that story that would be all but forgotten. And Rap Road is actually still a neighborhood mm-hmm. that uh, that is an example of how that happened. Um, and so when you think about how these families got from Shibuta, Mississippi, and came here to Albany, and how they found a homestead and a place where they could still uh, feel like a little bit of Shibuta here in Albany uh, is a great story. Another story in the news this past week, the mudslide of a year ago, a landslide that dumped 120,000 cubic yards of mud and debris into the Norman's Kill. And now the city of Albany, according to the city attorney, is preparing to sue the town of Bethlehem and Normanside Country Club to recoup 150000 <clears throat> to $200,000 in cost associated with this emergency response. Do you have any comment on that? Well, yes. I mean, you know, we served the town with a notice of claim uh, after the landslide, and we need to preserve uh, our rights to proceed. The city of Albany did nothing wrong here, and we have incurred significant costs. And the 150 to 200 is what we've incurred so far. There's still work that needs to be done. Uh, the DEC has given the club until September to uh, permanently fix the Norman skill. 
and that is going to require more heavy machinery on our golf course. All of our cart paths are going to have to be replaced. So there's, you know, more damage, and the taxpayers of Albany should not have to bear that burden. Absolutely not. And so, um, you know, we will uh, let uh, the liability, I know the town is saying mm-hmm. it's Normanside's fault, Normanside's saying mm-hmm. it's the town's fault. One thing I know, it wasn't the residents of the city of Albany's fault. And so somebody needs to step up and make us whole. Okay. Also this week, a shout-out to the 22 graduates of the Albany Fire Department Training Academy. They were honored at the Palace Theater. I believe those the 22 were from the city of Albany Fire Department. There were other graduates from Troy and Waterville. That's right. It was great to host it. Uh, the mayor of... Um of Troy joined us, and uh, we each swore in our, our newest firefighters. Again, it's a, a show of how we collaborate and cooperate as municipal governments. Uh, you know, much less expensive for us to have all of those recruits in one class instead of each of us having a separate class. And, uh, you know, it's a great. We, we had our first woman recruit uh, in 17 years. And uh, we're, we're also, though, recognizing that we have work to do. Um, we need more diversity in our uh, police and fire departments. Our police chief and our fire chief uh, believe that as well. Um, we want those departments to be reflective of our city population. And so I've asked our Civil Service Commission to take a really hard look and make solid recommendations about what we can do to um, ensure that our workforce is diverse and that it reflects the city. There was a news story this week about emergency dispatch. Albany, Rensselaer, and Saratoga counties are cooperating on a new shared uh, $5.5 million dispatch system to reduce costs and increase information to responders. Will the city of Albany be covered by this proposal? Well, at this point, we will not be covered by that proposal. Um, we may switch to that software. It was um, the... Uh, um, uh, we have a, a, a very similar, but th- this was a good time for them to do it. The system um, that Albany, Rensselaer, and Saratoga counties are using is going to be used by 38 towns, uh, I think 21 villages and 71 city or seven cities. Um, and the city of Albany is working very cooperatively and collaboratively uh, because we are looking to create a joint dispatch center um, with uh, uh, Rensselaer and and Albany counties. And uh, another update uh, on the Tulip Festival, getting closer. It's getting closer. <laughs> it's getting closer. We're, uh, uh, you know, really looking forward to another great Tulip Festival weekend. Um, one of the things that is um, uh, interesting and, and uh, is that there's going to be a convening here um, that is uh, um, of, of historic, the uh and I'm going to get botched the name here, but um, historical societies, mm-hmm. uh, preservationists, okay. that's what it is, um, are going to be convening both here and in Troy um, uh, during Tulip Festival weekend. And so we think it's a great opportunity for us to show off this cultural event um, and a little bit of Albany's history um, to a group of, of preservationists, maybe get them interested in uh, coming here and investing in some of our buildings and really looking at what the opportunities exist here in the city of Albany. Um, it's something that the Historic Albany Foundation is involved with, and they're looking to incorporate the Tulip Festival in, in uh, their, their weekend activities. One shout-out we didn't get to last week, Giffen Memorial Elementary School, Brought uh, top-flight children's authors to the school, including, uh, I know, Jerry Pinckney, Nina Cruz, Renee Watson, Pat 
Cummings. It was quite an event. It was great. I got to meet many of the authors and get my picture taken with them. <laughs> there and uh, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of kids and parents and uh, teachers. And it was just really, really exciting. And I want to thank the um, First Presbyterian Church of Albany. They have uh, really adopted Giffen as their school. And the members of that church have uh, really taken on uh, making sure that children at Giffen have access to books, have access to enriching experiences mm-hmm. like this. I mean, really incredible. I, it's, it's amazing how exciting kids get to see the person who wrote or book. illustrated a book that they're holding in their hands, captures their imagination. Um, and I can't thank, uh, the First Presbyterian Church of Albany enough.